This Associated Bank Sports Update on 101.7 The Truth, powered by ESPN Milwaukee. I'm Brian T. Despite Giannis's best efforts, the Bucks come up short in Game 1. A 36-point third quarter fuels the Phoenix Suns to a 118-105 win. Giannis gets 2017 and 4 in 35 minutes, just one week after hyperextending his knee. Game 2 is Thursday night in Phoenix. In golf, Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau get the last laugh. They beat Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson 3-2 in their celebrity golf match in Montana. Rodgers did stay mum on his future with the Green Bay Packers. And finally in baseball, the Brewers are going to play a doubleheader with the Mets today in New York after Tuesday night's game was rained out. Coverage of Game 1 on WTMJ starts at 12.35. Game 2 will start at 6.10. Both games can be seven innings in length. This sports update brought to you by Associated Bank, proudly supporting our hometown teams, member FDIC. It's MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app at 1017thetruth.com. I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine quarter piece, got war and peace inside my DNA. I got power, poison, pain, and joy inside my DNA. I got hustle, though, ambition, flow inside my DNA. I was born like this, it's born like this, immaculate conception. Not what up, y'all? We are back. It's MKE in the morning, morning. with Mel and Joe. Live. You finish it. On a new one on 17 The Truth. <laughs> Live from the American Family Insurance Studios at Radio 80. <laughs> I thought y'all was going to mess me up. Mm-mm. See, I want to try, but I just, I be off rhythm, so I just don't, you know? Honestly, if you try, you'll be off rhythm, so, no, I'm just saying. Um, we're gonna He's be- still on that. That's actually really funny. <laughs> I was like, I was like three weeks ago, man. Dang. <laughs> He's having practice in every sense. <laughs> I have been. I believe you, actually. I really do. <laughs> uh, I've been in the car. Wake up and smell that. Wait, dude got a routine down. <laughs> Hit it. One, All right, two, man. Who three. we got? Because, you know, his time is precious. Yes, yes. So we're going to get into some Bucks talk, y'all. It's the NBA Finals. They officially began last night. And joining us for some Bucks talk, we've got Tony Smith, Marquette University Hall of Famer, co-host of Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. You can catch him weekdays from 2 to 4. And Tony has some experience with the NBA Finals. Literally, he played in the 1991 NBA Finals. So let's go ahead and get Tony on the line. Red Raiders! Ooh, ooh. What's up, Tony? How you doing this morning? <laughs> what is up? Red Raiders is right, Joe. I love it. Let's go, Tony. What's going on, man? How you doing this morning? Hey, uh, I'm doing good. Why you got to give out my age with that 91 final stuff? Hey, man, you know what's crazy? You got to you gotta blame Kyle. He he just writes down what we got to say, and we say it. You know what I mean? <laughs> we Ron Burgundy in this name. Yeah. You know how it is. <laughs> hey, it, it, is it is what it is. What, what, what are you going to do? You know? Um, I actually, I was surprised to see that year, Tony, because you don't look it, like not even a little bit. Um, so if anything, you should be proud to say that you played in the 1991 NBA Finals, because I think a lot of people would be very surprised to hear that, if they don't already know, of course, about your decorated career. And Tony, I was looking for you on the Wall of Fame, man, over here. I was walking to the studio. I'm like, where'd Tony go? Yeah. Tony took me down. Wow. <laughs> we see how it is. We see how it is. I don't know what that was about. You know, I got I got another copy. I'm gonna just put it back up. For right, sure. Right. You got to get a frame though and put it up. So <laughs> right, that way, right. yeah, that way they can't. Mm-hmm. 
threat. So, Tony, we had last, well, last night, I should say, you know, game one of the NBA Finals, obviously a historic NBA Finals for us here in Milwaukee. It's been 47 years since we've made it to this point. What were your thoughts watching the team in game one? Obviously, it's always going to be tough to win on the road, especially during this point in the playoffs. But just curious, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I, I kind of had a, a feeling. Listen, both teams were playing pretty good coming into this game. I was my biggest concern was Giannis, uh, how he was going to look on that knee, and um, I, I could tell he was not a hundred percent. He was pretty close. He had some he had some straight line things that he was able to do. But uh, you guys seen Giannis a, a ton. You know uh, the glaring thing that he was not doing was taking coast to coast. He, he he usually does five or six coast to coast a game at least with a Euro step, a spin. He couldn't go that hard, and you could see it. So um, I knew that that was going to hamper him a little bit, but he was still pretty effective. I mean, obviously 20 and 17 is nothing to, nothing to whiff at, but we know Giannis' numbers. He'll be up in that 30 range uh, points-wise because they only took 11 attempts. That tells you his aggressiveness was not uh, where it needed to be, and that's only because of that knee. But uh, I kind of felt the Suns were going to take this game. Uh, we've seen the Bucks struggling game ones throughout the playoffs. That's nothing new. Um, but just with everything, especially with the way the Suns are playing, being at home, this is just too big. I mean, we here in Milwaukee, we get caught up in our own little bubble. We see the Deer District, the fans going crazy. Yes, it's a crazy atmosphere here. But the Suns have the same thing in Phoenix. They're excited to be in the finals just as uh, Milwaukee is excited. So I thought the, the home cooking in game one was going to be a little bit too much for the Bucks. And, uh, you know, they gave a valiant effort. I mean, they did. But, um, you know, I think coming into game two, they're going to have to try to figure out a better way to to keep those guards, uh, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, out of the paint on those pick and rolls. I was just about to ask you, Tony. I was about to say, man, what do you think defensively, what adjustments will we make? Because it seemed like they were kind of targeting Brooke a little bit every time on that pick and roll. Uh, what what adjustments would do you think we should make for that? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like I say, we, uh, I mean, I know you guys are big basketball fans. I watch a ton of basketball. Everybody does the same thing, right? It's high pick and roll. We pick out the guy who's uh, a weak defender. We tell his man to come set a screen, and they're going to switch. Mm-hmm. Now I got this cat who, who I know can't guard me, and that's what that's what teams do. So, you know, they're picking out Brooke Lopez every time, or they're picking out uh, a Pat Connaughton. They're picking out Brent Forbes. They're picking out who they think are the weak defenders, and they're going to ice them after that pick and roll switch. And Brooke Lopez, listen, he does about as good a job as he can do. He's got a couple of crafty guards that he's trying to keep in front of him. He doesn't want him to get by him, so he's trying to keep him in front of him. And that's where they're getting those mid-range jumpers off. People are, you know, are down on the mid-range jumper or have been in the past few years, but uh, they better get back up on the mid-range jumper. The better players in this league all have mid-range jumpers. Uh, the two guards last night, KD, uh, Kawhi, Paul George, all these guys got mid-range jumpers, and uh, that's what you're giving up right there. And if Chris Paul and Devin Booker are going to feast and live on those mid-range jumpers, uh, you got to do something different. And what that is, Joe, I don't know. Trap, uh, step back, make them shoot threes instead of uh, the mid-range. That means Drew Holiday's now got to go under the screens. Yep. Uh, it, it's easy to say, me, but it's it's a lot difficult when you're out there facing these guys and you got to do it. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, we're talking to Tony Smith, Marquette University Hall of Famer, co-host of Homer and Tony on 94.5. Tony, is DZ. Question for you. Um, it felt like there was like a lot of missed shots, like shots that we had, had been hitting. You know what I'm saying? Um, two-part yeah. question. Do you feel like that that's maybe kind of like the readjustment of Giannis coming back to the floor? Do you think it's just like game one jitters? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, the, the crazy part is when you look at the stat sheet, that's, I mean, like, it, it's two different things, right? You, you watch the game, you see what's going on, and then you look at the stat sheet. Well, the stat sheet's going to tell you the team's pretty much shot the same percentage. They both were right around 45% mm. of the game. So they shot exactly the same, although it may have looked like, you know, the Bucks, you know, they're not making this shot or, or they're not making that, that shot. Well, you saw Milton was, Milton had the most shots. He had 26 shots, right? So uh, he made, 12 of those shots, he almost shot 50% from the field. So Middleton was knocking down his shots. Drew Holiday was the guy who really struggled. He was 4 of 14 from the field, right? So if you're looking up and down the stat sheet, yeah, he had the worst uh, percentage, which probably brought the team percentage down. Like I said, they shot uh, 45 and a half, basically 45%. The Suns are just 1% better, 46.6. So, uh, and, and bringing them down was Jay Crowder, who was 0 for 8. So, you know, everybody shot pretty decent, but you, each team had one guy who struggled, and, and it, it, the percentages were even. But, again, it's a, it's the first game. It's on the road. Um, only your star players typically can do well on the road. You know, your top-tier players, r- role players, the, the supporting cast, they are the ones that usually struggle on the road, uh, especially in the playoffs. Uh, it's the same thing during the regular season, but playoff is even more so. So you'll see those guys settled in a little bit. I think uh, the second game, I don't, I don't expect Drew Holiday to to, to shoot like that. Uh, obviously, it, it depends on shot shot selection. What kind of shots are you getting, right? The Bucks missed a ton of shots in the paint. Uh, you would expect that they would, you know, not have those jitters. They would make those in the next game. But, yeah. you know, you know what they say about if, if was a fifth, right? We all be drunk. So we can't really go off ifs, man. But but yeah. I, I just got to, you know, it's, it's a – it's just being out there and adjusting. You know, when I play in the finals, you know, I, I got to go in there and I got to guard Jordan, right? I've been watching him uh, the entire the entire series, and it's like, okay, don't let him do this. It's like, man, I don't let this dude do anything. He does whatever he wants to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't. You can't. So we're just like, oh, how do you stop C P three? Stop Devin Booker. Uh, you can't. Just like people say, stop Giannis. Um, well. You really can't. You know, these dudes are going to stop themselves. If they miss a shot, lucky you. Uh, Chances are they're not going to miss shots. you got to get a bunch of people. That's why you can't put one guy. Like, everybody wants to say, put Holiday on CP3. Stop him. No, one guy is not going to be responsible for a a star player like that. They're just too smart, too crafty, too good. So we're talking with Tony Smith right now, you guys. He's co-host of Homer, Homer excuse me, and Tony on 94.5 ESPN. Tony, so I was just going to ask you about Chris Paul because, I mean, it's safe to say he, he played the game of his life. He had 32 points, 9 assists. He went 12 for 19 from the field. I mean, he was very impressive. I wasn't expecting him to play such a great game, but that's what happens when you wait 16 seasons to play in your first NBA Finals game. I mean, I get it. So, and I was going to ask you, how do we stop – Chris Paul. So you kind of answered that question. I guess my other question would be then: At any point, are we resting Giannis anymore, or is he is he in? Is he all the way in? Is the Greek freak rearing to go? Because I agree with you. I don't think he was a hundred percent. I think we all know as Bucks fans that he's not at a hundred percent. But interestingly enough, after the game, he said he felt great, 
And I don't know if he was just putting on a front, but I'm like, uh, that's mm-hmm. you're not 100 percent yet. So, yeah, that, right. that's my question for you, Tony. Do you think at any point we will rest Giannis or is he going full speed, full throttle for the rest of the series? Yeah, you know, I think that's Giannis uh, wanting to put on that front like I'm not hurt, right? Because he don't want any excuses. Uh, but that's that's just Giannis. But again, it, it was clear to, to you, it was clear to me, and I think a lot of people who, who watch the Bucks a lot saw that Giannis was not actually Giannis. So um, he's never going to admit that. He's going to say, hey, I was out there. I'm not going to be 100%. But I don't think they're going to arrest him. I think at this point, uh, the only thing he's going to have a uh, stop uh, stop him from playing is if he had some sort of setback. So today, if the knee swells up again, right, after uh, playing 30-some minutes last night, which is a lot of minutes to come right back from, uh, if the knee swells up today and he has some, some issues, uh, maybe they have to. Maybe they don't have a choice. But if you don't have any of those kind of swelling problems or any day after uh, issues with that knee, uh, I don't see why they would sit him. Uh, he's going to have to continue to try to get his wind back up, get in better shape. He did sit out for a week. Uh, and believe it or not, it will affect you when you're when you're at that type of fitness level as an athlete. A week off, uh, you, you're going to feel it your first day back. So, uh, and maybe he's much better. Uh, Thursday as far as attacking, right? So the big thing, like I said, was in transition. You don't see him, you didn't see him taking it off the rim, off the off the backboard, going down half court, two dribbles, and dunking. You didn't see those, right? We, but we used to see those all year long. You guys have seen a ton of those. So uh, that's when you'll know Giannis is back, back. And, you know, he did, everybody's talking about, well, he had the rundown block, right? The LeBron, like, rundown block. Yeah, he did. He had the rundown block, but he 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 was able to get his steps. It wasn't a reactionary thing. Like when he's doing that downhill, one man fast break thing, he's got to react to defenders. So he doesn't really know what he's going to do. On that block, he knew what he was going to do. So when you have an injury, it's easy to if you know what you're going to do. I can go ahead and get my body ready to do it. So mm-hmm. um, like I say, just just be looking for him to get some of that downhill action. If you if you notice, everything he did was in the half court. When he was attacking guys, it was half court. Uh, a lot of times I saw him get in the paint and pass the ball, kick it out. It was, it was really weird looking. He's usually pivoting, dunking, and, and and trying to embarrass people. But, you know, we'll, we'll see how we'll see how he goes over the next two days, see what the reports are, if you hear anything about, you know, okay, he's questionable or watch his status. Uh, and that'll let you know uh, if anything uh, happens to that knee. And the last thing I'll, I'll tell you about the, the Chris Paul, stopping Chris Paul, Again, you really can't. He's so smart. Whatever defense you're going to bring at him, he's seen it before, right? So he's going to adjust, uh, and then he's going to figure it out uh, after a little while. So, again, it's you have to continue to play a complete game. Drew Holiday has to be better. That's just what it is. Middleton, you know, he's got to continue to be aggressive. He's got to continue to score. We saw what the Bucks look like when he is aggressive and when he's uh, when he's cooking like that but Giannis is going to have to be Giannis at the end of the day and 11 shots you know that's really not Giannis Tony I need, I have a question for you man it's about it's about the rules yep. it's about the rules now <laughs> the rules uh, which one <laughs> terrible rules so so there's something called the paint right and yep. in the paint there's a hemisphere now when you're mm-hmm. in that hemisphere there was a specific call an offensive call uh, it, was a, it was a charge call on Giannis and Jay Crowder yeah. was in in that hemisphere. He had a foot in there, and I thought once you're mm-hmm. in there, you're allowed to bang a little bit harder without that offensive call being called. 
Is that the rule, or do I got it misunderstood? No. Yeah, no. So, you know, the problem is they let they let the guys in the in the on the block bang a little bit, right? You see guys always bumping into each other, banging each other. Uh, but once a defender, he, the defenders will trick you into that offensive foul because they'll bang with you, right? So you'll be bumping it back. You'll see them bumping each other, mm-hmm. and then the smart defenders they'll anticipate that next bump and they'll just freeze. They'll stop and they'll just take the bump, and then you're going to get caught with the offensive foul. If the defender's bumping back, they're not going to call it. So that's a smart defender. We know Jay Carter's a smart defender, Marquette guy. He's going to bump Giannis, bump Giannis, and time that third or uh, or that fourth bump. And when Giannis goes in there, because Giannis is trying to bully guys in there, this dude's he looks thin, but he's unbelievably strong. He's got broad, wide, strong shoulders. And he'll put them on people and try to move them out, and that's how he gets that space to go up and dunk on you. So Crowder anticipates that, and he got him on that one. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, sometimes it does. Even that if time it's... he just happened to get him. But the but the foot in the, the, the circle, the oh. charge circle that you're talking about, yep. that's only in when someone's driving to the bucket. It doesn't count when they're in the in the paint in there. Ah, okay. Thank you for clearing yeah. that up for me because I was super yeah. confused yesterday. I'm like, but his foot was in the circle, you know. But I'm like, okay, yeah, all right, no, never that, mind. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the tra- transition stuff or guys are driving from the three point line coming in. If they're in the if they're on the block though, that's that that line doesn't matter. Tony, thank you so much. Really appreciate you calling in and yes. giving your insight. Much appreciated. Um, definitely gives me new yeah, things to look for on Thursday because, I mean, like you said, it's game one. Unfortunately, we've kind of started game ones off not great. So I, <laughs> yeah, we can only go up from here. That's how I'm going to look at That's it. Right. You know? That's a fact. Y'all, once again, yeah, this is. Ready for Thursday. You already know. Let's We're, go, Tony. And you, you helped us get yeah. ready. You yeah. really did. So I appreciate you. I'll see you later. I'm sure I'll see you in the hallway at some All right, point. Y'all. All right, y'all. All right, Tony. Yes, sir. You have a good one. That later. was Tony Smith, co host of Homer and Tony on 94.5 ESPN weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. We'll be right back, y'all. It's MK in the morning with Mel and Joe. More of MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.